First Samuel chapter 3. Let's begin. Now the boy Samuel ministered to the Lord before Eli. And the word of the Lord was rare in those days. There was no widespread revelation. And it came to pass at the time while Eli was lying down in his place. And when his eyes had begun to grow so dim that he could not see. And before the lamp of God went out in the tabernacle of the Lord, where the ark of God was, and while Samuel was lying down, that the Lord called Samuel, and he answered, Here I am. So he ran to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. And he said, I did not call, lie down again. And he went and lay down. Then the Lord called it yet again, Samuel. So Samuel arose and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. He answered, I did not call my son. Lie down again. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, nor was the word of the Lord yet revealed to him. And the Lord called Samuel again the third time. So he arose and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you did call me. Then Eli perceived that the Lord had called the boy. Therefore Eli said to Samuel, Go lie down, and it shall be, if he calls you, that you must say, Speak, Lord, for your servant hears. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. Now the Lord came and stood and called as other times, Samuel, Samuel, and Samuel answered, Speak, for your servant hears. Then the Lord said to Samuel, Behold, I will do something in Israel at which both ears of everyone who hears it will tingle. In that day I will perform against Eli all that I have spoken concerning his house from beginning to end. For I have told him that I will judge his house forever for the iniquity which he knows, because his sons made themselves vile, and he did not restrain them. And therefore I have sworn to the house of Eli that that iniquity of Eli's house shall not be atoned for by sacrifice or offerings forever. So Samuel laid down until morning, and opened the doors of the house of the Lord. And Samuel was afraid to tell Eli the vision. Then Eli called Samuel and said, Samuel, my son. He answered, Here I am. And he said, 
What is the word that the Lord spoke to you? Please do not hide it from me. God do so to you and more also if you hide anything from me of all the things that he said to you. Then Samuel told him everything and hid nothing from him. And he said, It is the Lord, let him do what seems good to him. So Samuel grew, and the Lord was with him, and let none of his words fall to the ground. And all Israel, from Dan to Beersheba, knew that Samuel had been established as a prophet of the Lord. Then the Lord appeared again in Shiloh, for the Lord revealed himself to Samuel in Shiloh by the word of the Lord. Amen. Let's pray before we begin. Heavenly Father, we come to you, Father God, to hear from you, Father. We don't want to hear from these men, Father God. That's why I want to ask you, Lord, use me as this empty vessel that I am, Father God, to communicate your word, Father, your word that can heal, your word that can edify, and your word that can correct. Father God, be present as you promised, Father God. We trust you. We believe you. We ask for your wisdom this night. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Um, to have some reference, Samuel was that miracle, miracle kid. His, his mother was unable to conceive. So he, she prayed to the Lord, and she asked for a son. She was desperate, and she prayed and prayed and prayed as the Lord commanded us to pray without ceasing. And as we know, the Lord loved us, and he heard her prayer, and he gave her Samuel. And uh, she returned Samuel to the Lord, and uh, he was in the house of the Lord, serving the Lord since he was three years old. That's a good start. Uh, in my case, I have to wait too many years to start to serve the Lord. Well, Samuel is a blessing. He's uh, the miracle kid, and he's serving the Lord from, from, from childhood. Uh, then he's in the house of the Lord where Eli is the priest. But Eli has two, two sons, and they're evil, they're despised the Lord, they're doing things that we cannot even imagine um, in the house of the Lord. So talking about bad fellowship, that was the fellowship that um, Samuel was experiencing. Many of you, many of you, my brothers and sisters, uh, complain about not having the ideal fellowships. Uh, even myself, sometimes I complain as well. Uh, but guess what? That didn't stop Samuel to serve the Lord, to minister to the Lord. And uh, this drew my, my attention. Uh, minister to the Lord not for the Lord. When you minister to the Lord, that's more 
intimate way to minister. That's to the Lord. That's in a, in a vertical stand. When you minister for the Lord, that's more horizontal. That's, that's for the people. When you serve um, in uh, Sunday school, in bus ministry, in nursery, uh, you're serving for the Lord. This, this kind of, of, of minister, as I mentioned, is more intimate. We, we will see in verse 7 what I mean when I say this. This ministry doesn't require great knowledge of the word of the Lord. Every single one of us is able to minister to the Lord. We just need to be willing. We just need to recognize something very important. He is God, and He deserves our service. He deserves our worship. He deserves uh, everything that we can do for Him. And uh, Samuel understood that. He's been in ministry all this time. Let's read uh, from verse 1. And the word of the Lord was rare in those days. There was not widespread revelation. I don't know if you notice, but this is happening right now. This is happening right now, at this time. The word of the Lord, it is rare, even in the house of the Lord. Um, in my case, I went to many, many churches before I came to Calvary Chapel in the city. And I can testify about this. I was there, people was there, some sort of pastor or preacher was there, but guess what wasn't there? The word of the Lord. was more, more about um, personal things, personal opinions, so basically, worldview, with some Jesus as a sprinkle, some topping of Jesus mentioning here and there, but it wasn't the word of the Lord. And, and those are the times that we're living. Those are the times that we're living. So we have to be very, very grateful, very grateful that we're here, that we're in Calvary Chapel, where the word of the Lord is, is present in every service. Uh, we're blessed. We have amazing pastors. And, and you have, I, I hope you understand, that's, that's not common. It is not. It is not. So we're blessed. Verse 2. And it came to pass at that time, while Eli was lying down in his place, and when his eyes had begun to grow so dim that he could not see. I was reading this verse, and uh, I know, I totally understand if, if you disagree with me. Many people do. Um, that Eli was an old man. I know that. He, he, according to many Bible scholars, he was around 90. And... Um, that might be the reason he was getting blind. But came to me those verses in, in chapter 2, right? 
when described how his sons were behaving. And he decided, don't look at those actions. He, he was blind before. Before he get physically blind, he was blind. He wasn't actually looking how his kids behave. So now he's, he's really blind. Verse 3. And before the Lamb of God went out in the tabernacle of the Lord, where the ark of God was, and while Samuel was lying down, that the Lord called Samuel, and he answered, Here I am. Here I am. So the Lord is calling Samuel. He is calling Samuel. And we know that he called every single one of us to be here, to be part of his family. Praise him that we were able to answer that calling, and we're here. Uh, he's been calling many people, and he's still waiting for that people to answer that calling. But uh, we're going to talk about more about this audible calling. It's, it's, it's not just in your heart. He, he can really hear the Lord call him Samuel, Samuel. And uh, I don't know you, but I want to hear from the Lord. I want to hear from my creator. I want to hear from the source of wisdom. Every single time that I face a decision, I want to hear from him. Because he has the best plan. I, I, I believe that my plans are, are good. But uh, his plan is, is the best plan. So I want to hear from him. So we want to see how that happened in Samuel's life. Uh, one, thing, one thing that we have to understand, he was ministering to the Lord. He was ministering to the Lord. He wasn't ministering for the people. That's key. That's, it is humble, humbleness in that action. He don't, he don't care about the attention. He don't care about the spotlight. He just care about the Lord. And that's one thing that we have to keep in mind if we want to hear from the Lord, if we want to hear him speaking in our lives. The other thing is he was, let's read it, verse 3. He was in the tabernacle where the ark of God was. What was this, that place? What was the name of that place? Somebody. The holies of the holies. So he was trying to be as close as possible. So uh, I truly recommend you, if you want to hear from the Lord, try to be as close as possible. Try to be humble. That way you will be hearing from him. And the Lord called him. And he answered, here I am. You have to be willing to answer when he's calling. He might call you in the middle of the night as he calls Samuel. 
but many of us just decide to be in our blankets, under our blankets, and come on, I'm tired. I've been working all day. I don't want to go to my knees, pray, and tell the Lord, here I am. Talk to me. Because I'm tired. Because it's late. I have to take care of the kids. So many things. I'm so busy. So, if we want to hear from the Lord, we, wanna, we have to be available. We have to go to our knees and let the Lord know that here we are. Here I am, Lord. I want to hear from you. Verse 5. So he ran to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. And he said, I did not call. Lie down again. And he went and laid down. Verse 6. Then the Lord called yet again, Samuel, Samuel. Arose, and, and so Samuel arose and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. And he answered, I didn't call my son. Lie down again. Wow. <laughs> we always talk about how much the Lord loved us. And this, this is just another example. He is constantly trying to reach you, to reach me, to talk with every single one of us. He's persistent. He's trying. He's been trying. We just don't want to hear. We're, we're, we might be too busy, too distracted. Um, and uh, I, I, I believe it is time to try to try to hear from the Lord, trying to be in that position that the Lord is audible, that we cannot ignore his, his calling. Verse 7. Verse 7 is very important. Verse 7. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, nor was the word of the Lord yet revealed to him. We're talking about... Uh, this intimate relationship with the Lord. Because don't get it wrong. I mean, he's been there. He's been around Eli. Eli's been teaching him. So this verse doesn't mean that he's completely ignorant about the Lord. He might just know the basics. And guess what? The basics are enough to minister to the Lord, to have that, that um, humble position. When you recognize that he is God and we're not, that he deserves all our attention, all the worship, all we can do for him is nothing. Because he created us. We don't create him. And uh, Samuel, he understood that. He knew that. He knew that. So as I mentioned before, not being a Bible expert, not being super talented, is not an excuse to minister to the Lord. It is not. Verse 8. If Eli did something good in his life, I guess this is 
And the Lord called Samuel again the third time. So he arose and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you did call me. Then Eli perceived that the Lord had called the boy. Therefore Eli said to Samuel, Go, lie down, and it shall be. If he calls you, that you must say, Speak, Lord, for your servants here. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. If he teach something to Samuel, important is this, this verse. So rich and so helpful for every single one of us to understand. If we want to hear from the Lord, we need to be humble. We, we need to be willing. We need to be in the right place. And we need to be humble. Let's read it again. Speak for your servant here. We live in a particular time that nobody, nobody want to be related to that word, servant. Servant. Nobody. Everybody want to be an influencer. Everybody want to be an Instagram. Everybody want to be followed. Everybody want the attention, the fame. But Eli is teaching Samuel this lesson, and he's teaching us tonight that we need to be humble. If, you, if we really want to hear from the Lord, that's the way. We have to recognize that we're just servants, that we serve him. And he is Lord. Verse 11. Then the Lord said to Samuel, Behold, I will do something in Israel at which both ears of everyone who hears it will tingle. In that day I will perform against Eli and all that I have spoken concerning his house from beginning to end. For I have told him that I will judge his house forever for the iniquity which he knows. Because his sons made themselves vile and he did not restrain them. Hopefully we don't miss a bit of these verses. The Lord is repeating something. So when the Lord repeats something, it's because he really wants our attention. And of course, this is the case. He already, he already have a prophet to communicate that same message to Eli. And he's repeating the message. Letting know Eli that his son's sin have consequences. And his sin, Eli's sin, have consequences as well. Um, if you have the chance and you read uh, Samuel, you will 
see that Eli basically, maybe to our eyes, didn't do something that deserved that. But guess what? Guess what? He was the, the priest. And he didn't correct his sons. So meaning that he didn't put God above his sons. Uh, as fathers and mothers, I know that it's hard. But we have to understand that. The Lord has to be a priority. He has to be first. First for everything in our lives. So, and more important, we have to understand that sin, sin being, bring consequences to our life and to the lives of those around us. No matter what. No matter who you are. Okay? And this is the message. And there, verse 14, And there, therefore I have sworn to the house of Eli that the iniquity of Eli's house should not be atoned, atoned by, for, by sacrifice or offering forever. Forever, say the Lord. Forever. Wow, that's... That is hard, and, and it's a great news for us. It's, it's great news for us. Why? Because we have Christ. Eli didn't have Christ. We have Christ. Thus, he is able to pay for our, for our sin. He was able to pay for our past sin, our present sins, and even our future sins. So let's read for a second, just to remember that. From 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 9 to 11. You want to go with me? Please do so. <clears throat> do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God. Do not be deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. Well, so far we don't see the good news. Because he's repeating. That, that's almost describing Eli's son. They, they can check a couple of those boxes. But I guess what? Verse 11. And such were some of you, some of us. But you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus, and by the Spirit of our God. Amen. That's the best news ever. Because, as Paul mentioned, 
as such were some of you. Yes, you. I'm talking to you, and I'm talking to me. So, it's not condemnation for those that believe in Christ, for those that accept him as a savior, for those that proclaim that he is Lord. Great news. Let's read uh, from 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 15. Just This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptance that Christ Jesus came into the world to save the sinners of whom I am a chief. That's Paul speaking. That's Paul. So look who he, wa- he say he was. A chief of all sinners. Okay? So your sin, my sin, is not that big of a deal for the blood of Christ. We are new creatures. We are saved. Remember, Paul was persecuted of the of God's people, blasphemer, aggressor, and look how what the Lord did in his life. And that's the call that the Lord has for every single one of us. So the question is, are we willing to hear from the Lord? Are we willing to wake up two in the morning, go to our knees and say, and say Lord, here I am. Here I am. I want to hear from you. And more important, because uh, we, we already read what the Lord communicated to Samuel. And that's, that's not the kind of things that you want to hear from the Lord. We want to hear good news. We, we want to hear, yes, daughter, you will success in your career. Yes, son, that job that you just start, you will be a great success. But sometimes we have to hear correction from the Lord, guidance, which we might don't, we might don't like. But if we understand that he loves us, we can deal with everything. Let's keep reading. Verse 15. So Samuel lay down until morning and opened the doors of the house of the Lord. And Samuel was afraid to tell Eli the vision. Why Samuel was afraid to tell Eli the vision? Because he knew that that message will create 
affliction to Eli wasn't good news. That was basically saying to Eli, listen, you're doomed, your family is doomed, your household is doomed, your name is doomed, you're more than condemned. And on top of that, it's nothing that you can do. It's nothing that, we, that you can do. Remember, he's been with Eli since he was around three years old. Eli has been his mentor. So we assume that he loves Eli. He don't want uh, him to suffer. But he's obedient. He will obey the Lord. Verse 16. Then Eli called Samuel and said, Samuel, my son, he answered, here I am. And he said, what is the word that the Lord spoke to you? Please do not hide, do not hide it from me. God do so to you and more also if you hide anything from me of all the things that he said to you. We can tell reading this. Eli kind of knew that nothing good was to expect for, for him. He knew. He knew about his, his son's behavior and his behavior. He knew that he had sinned and the sin have consequences. And I guess that he regret that he didn't, he didn't correct his children. He didn't discipline his children at this moment. But sadly for Eli, it is too late for him. The Lord already spoke in his life. But it's, it's not late for, for us. It is not. It is not. And um, as you know, Calvary Chapel has so many kids right now, like blessing after blessings, more blessings. We have many kids, which make us happy. But we have to remember, we have to discipline our children. So let's go through these verses to see what the Lord has to say about it. Let's go to Proverbs chapter 13, verse 24. And I want to repeat, this is the Lord. It's not me. If you have something to say, talk to the Lord. I know that uh, now they have more modern approach different ways to correct the kids. Take five. I don't know if that doesn't work. Take seven or take ten. I don't know how that works exactly. But the Lord is pretty clear. Verse 24. He who spared his rod hates his son, but he who loves him disciplines him Promptly. Pretty clear. This is the Lord. 
Proverbs 23, verse 13 to 15. Do not withhold discipline from a child. If you strike him with the rod, you will save his soul from Sheol. My son, if your heart is wise, my heart too will be glad. I don't know how somebody can misinterpret this, but the Lord is pretty clear. Pretty clear. Do not withhold discipline from a child. And he is He's very concerned. Our Lord is very concerned. Our God is very, very concerned about how we discipline our kids. You will save him. You will save his soul, the most precious thing that we own. You can do your best to send him to Harvard, Oxford, Cambridge, name it, MIT, name it will be not enough, will not. No matter how much you've been saving, those two thirds, those extract activities that he's doing or she's doing, if you not discipline your child, you will not save him from show, clear. Clear. And let's read the last of this verse. My son, referring to you, not, not to the kid, not to the child that need to be correct. That's, that's referring to you. You are sitting here, then you already have kids. You're planning to have kids. Those are going to watch the video after. Yeah, this is for you. If your heart is wise, my heart too will be glad. Wise how? How wise? Well, if you're wise enough to hear what the Lord just said, if you're wise enough to do not rely in your understanding, to do not rely in those books of Paternity, how to raise your child in five steps, ten steps. How often you have to give your child five minutes. No. If you're wise, if your heart is wise, my heart too will be glad. That's from the Lord. Pretty clear. Let's go to the last one. It is plenty. It's many. But let's go to the last one. Proverbs 29, 15. Mm. I know some of you are saying, well, well, who he believes he is. Well, I'm nobody. I'm just a vessel. This is the word of the Lord. 
speaking to every single one of us. And to those generations to come. Because he loved us. That's why. 2915. The rod and rebuke give wisdom. The rod and rebuke, rebuke give wisdom. But a child left to himself brings shame to his mother and to his father as well, of course. How we know that? Eli. We just read it. I believe with all my heart that he's feeling the shame of his son's behavior now more than ever. That he's hearing twice. He's hearing for a second time what the Lord have to say about his house, about his sons, about himself. So please, please, Calvary Chapel, treasure these verses. I know without question that you love your kids. I know. But then the Lord say, if you love them, you need to correct them. You need discipline. Let's, let's move forward. Um, okay. Then, we already hear what the Lord have to say to Eli through Samuel, that beautiful vessel of the Lord. Verse 19. Oh, 18. Let's back a little bit. Then Samuel told him everything and hid nothing from him. And he said, it is the Lord. Let him do what, what seems good to him. Many Bible scholars say that that's very humble from, uh, from Eli. But actually I found it like, yeah, maybe, but he's, he's, he doesn't show any repentance, any regrets. I don't see him, I don't read him saying something like, I offend the Lord, I truly regret. Uh, but no, he just accepted in a humble way, I guess because he knew that that was from the Lord. And who he was to do something against the God Almighty, against his word, against a promise from the Lord, that word that never changed. Okay? Um, so let's move to Samuel. Better news. Better news. So Samuel grew, and the Lord was with him, and let none of his words fall to the ground. What that means, that his words didn't fall to the ground? Well, we already read it. He was a prophet from the Lord. And when this verse say that none of his words fall 
to the ground means that whatever that he prophesied came to life. The Lord was with him. Why the Lord was with him? Because he was willing to obey the Lord. He was willing to serve the Lord. He was humble, as I mentioned. So the Lord was with him. And all Israel from Dan to Beersheba knew that Samuel had been established as a prophet of the Lord. Of course, because in order to know that he was a prophet, whatever he prophesied had to become true. And we already read it. The Lord was with him, and the Lord didn't allow that any single one of his prophecies didn't accomplish, didn't come true. Um, yeah, that's, that's, that's why we have to be eyes wide open with all those prophets, all those conspiracy theories. That's, that's the modern prophets. That's the modern prophets. And sometimes we set our eyes in those guys. And, well, guess what? They're wrong. The real source of wisdom, it is in this book. It is in that communication with the Lord. It is in that hearing from him, that calling that he has for every single one of us. Then the Lord appeared again in Shiloh, for the Lord revealed himself to Samuel in Shiloh by the word of the Lord. I know that many of us want some revelation. At least I want revelation. I, I, I need to hear from him. I need guidance. I need his wisdom. And, and reading those verses, now I have uh, these powerful tools. Know that he want to talk with me. I need to be just, I just need to be willing to hear. Um, I need to minister to him. I need to be in his presence. As Samuel, he was in the house of the Lord. I need to be in his presence. I need to be willing to serve him. I need to be humble, understanding the basics, just the basics, that he is God and I'm not. And uh, one thing that is very important, and I don't want you to go without this, is as much as he knew that the word of the Lord will cause some distress, some harm to Eli, that doesn't stop him. That didn't stop him at all. So you have a word from the Lord. I have a word from the Lord that might cause my coworker, my neighbor, some distress. But it's from the Lord. They need to know about salvation. They need to know about condemnation. They need to know about that promise of eternal life. They need to know about hell. This is the message of the Lord. 
that we, Calvary Chapel, we, people of, of Christ, we have to communicate to our neighbors, to our co-workers. Don't be afraid of the consequences. Remember, the Lord was with him, and the Lord is with you. The Lord is with me. So please, please, don't waste your time. Seek for the Lord. Seek for his voice. Obey him. Communicate that message that every single one of us have to communicate to the world. They need to know. They need to know where they're going if they don't accept Jesus Christ as their saviors. They need to know the truth. You hold the truth. Share the truth. Without fear. You don't need to be an expert. Just let them know about this salvation of us. About this God that loves us. About this God that is being calling them. Let them know that you already accept that calling. Amen. I want to close with a prayer. Um, Heavenly Father, uh, please, Father God, let us experience your presence, Father God. We want to hear from you, Father. Please speak with every single one of us. We want to hear from you, Father God. We know that so many times we're distracted with the noise around us, with the fake news, even with the real news, with the music, the TV, the radio, the internet, all that noise around us, Father God. Please help us to find that place, that private place, Father God. Help us to be humble, Father God, to bend our knees to you, Father, to call your name, to let you know, Father God, that here we are, willing to hear you in humbleness, Father God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for your patience, Calvary Chapel. Have a good evening. God bless you all.